Welcome back. We are glad you have joined us for another segment of Changing Times podcast, Healthy Mind, Healthy Life series, managing your thoughts from a biblical perspective with your host, Miss J and co-host Miss Shay. Hey, 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 Miss Shay. Let me first start by saying God wants you to be blessed so that you can experience his best. His best comes through the thoughts you think and the words you speak. So today we are now turning our focus away from toxic thoughts to delusional thought patterns. Webster's Dictionary defines delusional as something that is falsely or delusively believed or propagated, while the true definition is defined as fixed false beliefs that conflict with reality. From this description, we know that someone with this characteristic needs a reality check, for sure. Keep in mind that the person who operates in this mindset creates images in their own mind regarding something or someone without any corresponding evidence. So as you can see, delusional thoughts are nothing short of a deceptive mindset with psychological implications of a different thought pattern that violate your mental health. We are merely touching on this subject today by bringing it to light so that you can recognize the impact they have on your mind and how to avoid being a victim of delusional thought patterns. It is also important to note that the origin of these thoughts uh, are characterized as a disorder that may include, number one, feelings of being exploited, uh, number two, preoccupation with the loyalty or trustworthiness of friends, number three, a tendency to read threatening meanings into benign remarks or events, Number four, persistently holding grudges. And number five, a readiness to respond and react to perceived slights. Now, these are signs that the enemy effectively uses to create pictures in our minds that are not there. The Apostle Paul is saying that we should cast down imaginations or images, but I also believe that we must aggressively gain control over our minds. Do you remember the Wizard of Oz in the scene, the actor Dorothy ends up in a fantasy land of Oz to later come to the realization that the land of Oz is fictional and not her permanent homeland in Kansas? So after living in a delusional state of mind, Dorothy longs to be home in Kansas. And after waking up from a deep sleep, she discovers that she is finally home, snuggled away in her bed with Aniem. Think about the number of times you or someone you know experience a world of make-believe like Dorothy with out-of-control thoughts running rampant in your minds. I believe we have all been victims of the delusional thought patterns and some never awaken to the fact that someone else's reality is not necessarily yours. Isn't that true? That's very true. And it is like having a bad dream. It, it appears real until you wake up and discover it was only a dream, an illusion. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 5, in the J.B. Phillips translation, it says, Our battle is to bring down every deceptive fantasy and every imposing defense that men erect against the true knowledge of God. We even fight to capture our thoughts until it acknowledges the authority of Christ. That is a very powerful scripture, Miss J. Could it be that sometimes our thoughts are fixated on fiction and not fact, Miss J? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, well, of course, uh, you know, like delusional thoughts are 
predators that they prey upon the, the minds of the innocent. We know what a predator does, and that is his mission. Uh, to, it's to find you in a vulnerable state to deceive you into believing something that is clearly untrue. A delusional state of mind can't let go of their convictions because they accept and they embrace fiction rather than fact. This hangs on the coattail of someone living in la-la land. A person with a delusional mindset is mentally unstable. They can be paranoid and suspicious about people around them devoid of reality. They're good at conjuring up pictures in their mind that seems real to them. Now, the Bible characterizes someone with this mindset as double-minded or two-faced. A person who fits this description typically says one thing and does something else. A double-minded person is not reliable and like interest rates up one minute and down the next are subject to change. In James 1 and 8 in the Amplified Bible, it says being a double-minded man, unstable and restless in all his ways in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Notice the scripture says he is unstable and restless in all his ways, meaning in everything he thinks, feels, or decides. Your thoughts, feelings, and even your words, your confessions work in concert together to bring what you believe to come to fruition. And that's really scary stuff. Mm -hmm. You can't trust your feelings and imaginations to direct you in making the right decisions. Oh, no, because thoughts, feelings, and emotions are unreliable and they fluctuate. These ideologies are what bring conflict and confusion to a person's mind that they become acclimated to them. Too many times we rely on our fleshy instincts as a guide to direct affairs in our life. Like, for example, buying the car of your dreams. You look at the numbers and determine there's no room in your budget to purchase the car. There's an inner battle going on in your mind and your thoughts override your intuition to not proceed with the purchase and you ignore it. What just happened? A delusional thought entered your mind and you bought into it. Why? Because your internal mental navigation system was deactivated to accommodate a long-standing desire to buy the car of your dreams, right? So this is a classic example of how Satan comes along by hijacking your thoughts, giving you false hopes to move forward with a decision that will eventually hurt you. Be mindful and on alert by not ignoring the warning signs that are in front of you. Stop listening to yourself. You know, Ms. J, we talked about that a lot. Talk to yourself because you can potentially avoid a, finan a financial disaster by doing so. So as you reflect on these things, delusions can be so vivid that they impair a person's ability to know what is real versus what is fiction that negatively impact their ability to make sound and wise decisions. For example, like you listeners, I have personally met people who listen to lies in their heads about people they believe did not like them. Does that sound familiar? It was either a person who did not speak to them, greet them, or look at them in a friendly manner. It is easy to take things personally and get offended if you are already struggling with a negative mindset. In fact, I have found that people with these mindsets often grow up in a negative environment that is conducive to a gossiping and backbiting spirit that is a normal way of life for them. 
whether they are surrounded by people with unhealthy mindsets like family or friends, co-workers maybe, and their associations are what help to shape the way they see life, which shows that association brings about assimilation. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians 15, 33 in the Good News Translation says, do not be fooled, bad company or bad companions ruin good carrier character. Miss Shay, isn't that sad that, you know, we're not, we don't have enough sense to, to develop our own standards of living, but somehow we want to glean from people who are dysfunctional. Miss Jay, we have to get smart. We have to weigh in on what Satan's tactics are. They never change. They never change. When you're having those thoughts, you have to recognize I am having a thought and tell yourself, I am having a thought. It's not reality. It's just a thought. And that's when you quicken yourself and you just kind of point your finger at him and shake your head and say, you know what? Not today, Satan. <laughs> Amen. But unfortunately, these same people are quick to make confessions uh, based on their experiences because they become indoctrinated into self-destructive behavior that hinders their relationship with others and unknowingly not being aware that they have given Satan full access to their mind through deceit and manipulation by buying into the lies of the serpent. Stand up and start pointing your finger back at him That's right. by reminding him that you are not asleep at the will and that you no longer are oblivious to his antics when he comes looking for you. Refuse to incriminate yourself by repeating the same lies you have been hearing and speaking over your life for years. In Psalm 1914, in the Living Bible translation, it says, may my spoken words and unspoken thoughts be pleasing even to you. In Psalm 141.3 in the Living Bible, it says, help me, Lord, to keep my mouth shut and my lips sealed. Don't you know that the devil and his cohorts, hearts, cannot read your mind, but they can interpret and understand your words? Yes, they can. That's right. What does it say in Proverbs uh, 6 and 2 in the NIV, Miss J? You have been trapped by what you said, ensnared by the words of your mouth. Yeah, the confessions you make today will show up in your future tomorrow. So why open the door for Satan to gain access to your thought life when God has provided a way for you to escape? God's plan is to deliver you from a place of bondage to a place of peace. And his prescription for treating an ungodly spiritual condition is to spend time meditating on his word. This way you will always fill your mind with pleasantries and biblical truths, leaving no room for Satan to invade your mental space. All you need to do is partner with God by defeating the devil by cutting off the communication line so that every decision you make is approved by God because your confessions are in line with his word. In Psalms 103, verse 5 in the New King James Version, shreds so much light on revealing how your mouth is instrumental in keeping you from bondage and what you need to do to keep your freedom. Yes. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Absolutely. So in this passage of scripture, uh, God does two things. Uh, number one, he makes your mouth palatable with things that are satisfying. And number two, he restores your youth like an eagle that soars. And he does it all at once. That's great news. Jesus equates 
wholesome words to a youthful existence. Very interesting. Think about it. God's word gives life while ungodly words lead to decay. I don't know about you, but when I taste something bitter, Miss J, something like for like a bitter pill, for example, the residue leaves a sour taste in your mouth that may last for hours until you discover that something like peppermint is really good to offset any kind of bitter taste you might have. Our words essentially work the same way. When you feed your mind with dirt, it comes out in the words you speak. In Matthew 12 and 34, in the New King James Version, brood of vipers. <laughs> Jesus brood, said that. He said brood of vipers. <laughs> oh my. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, oh, the mouth speaks. Oh my. <laughs> you know, Jesus, you know, he had a way with words, but I tell you what, he always did it with love, was always behind everything he, he ever said. But there was times when he needed to rebuke people and, and the Pharisees were in that category. Uh, this scripture reminds me so much of a saying that, in quote, you can judge a book by its cover. In fact, the cover gives you a glimpse into the contents of the book. Is that not true, Ms. J? That's right. This stands to reason why Jesus addressed the religious leaders by calling them a brood of vipers, which is translated snakes. Jesus said what he meant, and he meant what he said because the religious leaders were known for their hypocrisy. Isn't that enough reason to put off a shut off valve or to put rather a shut off valve on your thoughts so that they won't find their way to your mouth? Did you know that God's best for you is to be free from unhealthy habits like wrong thinking, thinking the worst about people? And sometimes we do that and assuming things that are surely they're not true, which further add to the delusional thought patterns. The key to living a fulfilling life with priests and solidarity is to build a fence around your mind to keep unwanted intruders out like unwanted thoughts. You know who they are. They are demonic forces that serve as predators that prey on the mind of loving people whose desire is to walk upright before God. So today, as we move forward in managing your thoughts from a biblical perspective, keep in mind that God's plan is for you to blossom into the beautiful flower he created you to be. That is why each episode takes on a new meaning to keep you current on how your thoughts can and do impact your life. But they need not define the real person on the inside because the person on the inside is not necessarily the person others may see on the outside. Miss J, why do you think people get confused about things like that? Because we wear masks. Oh my, because, mask! Because we don't want to show our true self. It's hard to be vulnerable. You know, everybody plays the good Christian, the good, the good person. Everybody wants to show their good face, and nobody wants to show that your scars are just as deep as mine. Look we at have that. The same scars. Isn't that something? And, and that stands to reason why in 1 Samuel 16 and 7, why the Bible says humans only care about the external appearance, but the external considers the inner character. And 1 Samuel 16 and 7 in the CEB translation, it says God doesn't look at things like humans do. Well, of course he doesn't. He's, God is a spirit. Humans see only what is visible to the eyes of but the Lord sees into the heart. The LB translation says, 
I don't make decisions the way you do. God is telling us that. Men judge by outward appearance, but I look at a man's thoughts and intentions. Isn't it a blessing to know that what God thinks about you nullifies what others think about you? I wish you would start focusing more on what God says. You never have to fear what God is thinking about because he said it best in Jeremiah 29, 11 in the Amplified Bible. It says, for I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you. Jesus, God is always thinking about us. Thank you, Lord. It says his plans is for peace and well-being and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Don't you look forward to the day when you'll be judged less and loved more. That day is coming. It's sad that humanity tends to focus on things that are of no spiritual value rather than placing emphasis on things that matter the most like loving people. There is a difference between what we see on the outside versus what God sees on the inside. This reminds me of the famous quote in Martin Luther King's I have a dream speech when he said, end quote, I look to a day when people will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Could it be that Martin Luther King took that thought from the pages of 1 Samuel 16 and 7, what we just read about? Because this is about God's assessment versus man's assessment. Because his quote essentially says the same thing. Does it not, Ms. J? Yes. So what God sees has more validity than what we think we see because what we see on the outside can be visually skewed to the realization of the real person on the inside because we don't have the capacity to see the inside of a man's heart, not even with a microscope because it is hidden from our view. That is for God to do. He judges the heart and sometimes we find ourselves playing the role of two judges, which we shouldn't do. Let God be the judge and you follow his lead. That is the safest thing you can do. Miss, Miss J, it, it's troubling to see that a depraved man thinks he is authorized to be judge and juror over another. Why do you think humans tend to roll like that? For instance, for me, myself, I can only speak about me. I know when I judge somebody, it's because their behavior, something I recognize is something I see within myself that God's trying to show me. And when he makes that really relevant in my life, I say, oh, okay, I recognize it. It's, I'm quick to recognize That's it in good. the other person. And so I judge them. In a sense, you're judging yourself, but you're pointing it out through another person's behavior. Don't you think it's time for a change? It's time for a change. Absolutely. See, everyone has uh, an area in their life they need to work on, but there's no question that today's topic of discussion on delusional thought patterns is as harmful as toxic thoughts because they are both equally detrimental to your spiritual well-being. There are a plethora of thought patterns and processes we intend to cover in our upcoming episodes because of the sense of urgency. We really believe there's a sense of urgency in learning more about them because it's, it's really working against so many people. Thoughts, you know, the wrong thinking, it really works against us. And, and it's time that we start fighting back by diffusing every lie the devil throws at us. Listeners, aren't you tired of losing precious relationships that were destroyed by a negative thought life that worked its way into your relationships with the people you love? Of course, a great percentage of family members have been torn apart because of thoughts we spoke to them or about them that resulted in words that hurt. The enemy has convinced us on so many fronts that what we think we see in other people is true 
when the evidence is clearly not there. And how some relationships that did not work out could have been salvaged had we brought into those relationships healthy thought patterns and good communication. What do you say to that, sis? Well, I think a lot of people think that perception is reality. And in their own minds, whatever they're seeing, that's their reality. They're believing that what that's what the person's intent is. They're not looking at the person's motive. That's why the scripture talks about God knows their heart. He knows their motive. He knows what's behind that behavior and what's driving it. We don't. And so we too jump to conclusions. Oh, you know, that's so too, because being plagued with unhealthy thoughts causes us to grow weary when the battle of the mind arises. Know that the mind is an influential force in your life. Thoughts are a systematic process by which minds can change and be renewed by the power of God's word that transforms your life and your destiny. Anytime the enemy attempts to use your thoughts against you, stop him, him in his tracks and say, no, what you did to me may have worked yesterday, but I'm a different person today. It doesn't matter how many encounters you have experienced because you can change directions from where you are to where you need to be, knowing that the way you think will ultimately be the way your life will turn out. That's right. It is a serious matter when you have been victimized by a spirit that has blinded your eyes from seeing through the lens of the Holy Spirit. The enemy blinds your eyes by dismantling the internal spiritual navigation system on the inside of you that allows you to see Satan for what he is. When you can't see where you are heading, you never reach the place that God intended you to reach. This explains why the enemy is least worried about your present condition and more concerned about your future victory. In Jeremiah 29, 11, in the Good News Translation, it says, I alone know the plans I have for you, plans to bring you prosperity and not disaster, plans to bring about the future you hope for. If he can sabotage your future, the devil we're talking about, he can still hope for your future. Too many of us are in the dark as to how the mind works. And when we are not cognizant of their impact on our thought life, we can either ignore them or arrest them before they take hold of us. Thoughts are automatic and have no filters. You have full control over what you think, how you think, and even why and what you are thinking about, period. You can either stand by idly and do nothing or take a stand against those un healthy thoughts from overtaking you. You see, your mind is like a computer. It records everything, but filters out nothing. You must manually delete the things you want to be removed from memory. The thing about our minds is that we rarely forget traumatic events that happen to us. Some things leave an indelible impression on our minds, like a bad relationship, the betrayal of a trusted friend and the disappointment of a wayward child. Obviously, that's not God's best. In studying the life of Paul, he was an amazing human being. Although he suffered through many trials throughout his life, he never allowed those setbacks to steal his joy and sabotage his future. Life lessons taught him fundamental truths about letting go when he made it his mission. And we need to make it our mission to purposely remove from memory anything from our past so that we can embrace the future that God has for us, which is the most important. In Philippians 3.13, in the Living Translation, it says, I am still not 
all that I should be. This is Paul speaking, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Miss J? Well, far too many times we spend too much energy on what happens yesterday. <sighs> Things wow. we have no control over. Yes. Instead of focusing our recovery on today, when you look at the total, when you look at it in totality, it, it, it can be seen that when you embrace and mediate on anything too long, it drives you to act. And at times you may end up doing something you will later regret. That's why you need to be careful what you meditate on. Sometimes you think that people are out to get you. This is where delusional thoughts come in. Delusional people are deceived into believing they can read minds. They're a mind reader. They think they know what you are thinking. Past experiences with people will always put you on the defense. Why? Because in your mind, you feel that they don't like you and they certainly don't have your best interest at hand. How often have you found that thoughts you were thinking about someone turned out to be false? Come on, let's get real. Miss Che and I have been there and done that. Resist the devil and stand your ground by telling him that you will no longer allow him to use past hurts as a life sentence to distract you from your purpose. You have been forgiven and you have forgiven your offenders. Yes, you have to remind yourself, God forgave you and I've forgiven my offenders. I've forgiven them for all the things that I felt that they've done to me because your mind has been renewed by the Holy Spirit. Why not start prophesying to yourself by reclaiming your mental state of, 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 of your mind and remind you that you will not be entrapped nor ensnared by a lion spirit who has no power nor authority over you because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. It is your time. It is your season to shine. You are an overcomer and you are a winner in Christ. And we're out of time, but I love you. And I want you to know this. If you have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today is your opportunity. If you haven't, all you have to do is this. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sins and I ask your forgiveness. I receive you now into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. If you just confess this, welcome to the family of God. Find a Bible-believing church and start serving. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, but mostly keep a healthy mindset. We love you. Godspeed. Until next time.